Okay, let's start this year's Parshish Yisro, Tavshin Ayin Gimel, as we get into the first Aseris Adibros of the, of the Torah. And we start with a, a, a gra. little story of the gra we start with. Torah tells us at the beginning of the Parsha, of course, Yisro comes. Vayavu Yisro chosein Moshe, vanavishol Moshe, they all come. Vayomer Moshe, ani chosenche Yisro voyelacha. Hi, I am your father-in-law, I am Yisro. Ve'ishtacho shtevaneima, the wife and kids. Vayete Moshe lekras chosno. And Moshe goes out to greet his father-in-law. Vayishtachu, vayishaklo. They bow down. Vayishaklo, they give each other a kiss. They haven't seen each other in a while. A lot has happened since the last time we saw Yisro. Vayishalu ishta re'eo l'shalom. And they ask, how's everything doing? And he, and he comes in. Of course, the Machlokas Rashi quotes, beginning of the Parsha, <coughs> based on the Gemara and Meseches Vachim, whether the Torah is written in chronological order, did Yisro come before Maimon Arsinai, did he come after Maimon Arsinai, the way we have it is that he came before. Vayetze Moshe, though, let's focus on Pesach Zion for a moment. Rashi notes, Vayetze Moshe, Kavod Gadol Nishabed Yisro Bo Yisro had a tremendous covet done to him at that moment. That moment, why? Vayetze Moshe, what was the great covet? Kivan Sheyotza Moshe, Yotza Aro Nadavaviyu. Well, Moshe's going out. Who was Moshe with? Moshe wasn't going to go out by himself. So Moshe goes out, his older brother goes with him. Aaron and the Shivim Zakanim go. If Moshe goes out, and Aaron goes out, and Nadavaviyu go out, so everybody's going out. Who would go out, who see them go out, and wouldn't follow? So it's tremendous. All of Yisrael went out to be with Yisro and to greet him. The question is, the Gro is learning this, the story goes, when he was a very young boy, when he was about four and a half years old, and his Malamed asked, where does Rashi know this from? All it says is, Vayetze Moshe, Likras Chosno. And all of a sudden, Rashi quoting Chazal, oh, was it only Moshe? It was Aaron. It was Aaron's, Aaron's sons. It was all the Zakanim. <coughs> Where did the snowball start? So source number one, Misuparki Bechoref, Shnas Tafpehei, 1700s, Biyoz Hagon Yeled, Kibet Arba Vachetzi. The girl was four and a half, Yashav, he and his friends were learning Parshat Yisrael. And somebody asked, how did, how did he know this? How did he know this? Vitirates Hagra says the Gra. When he was four years old, he was Eliyahu at this point. He wasn't the girl yet. Maybe he was. Shadikdek Rashi Miloshin Hakasuv Vayetse Moshe Velo Vayelech Moshe. Why does it say Vayetse? He went out. Vayelech. He went in. What did he go out to? Yisrael was coming in. Moshe went out? Okay, he went out to greet him, but Vayelech. Why does it say Vayetse? Vayetse conjures up memories in our mind. Vayetse, Vayetse, Vayetse Yaakov. Vayetze Yaakov, why don't you just say Vayelach Hara, Vayelach Harana, Vayelach Harana? So what does Rashi there say at the beginning of Vayetze? Oh, Vayetze is a Lashon of Asiyas Roshem. Vayetze means you make a mark, you make a Roshem. Somebody leaves a place, somebody comes to a place. Magish, Yitzhi, Asadik, Minamakom, Osa Roshem. Yatza Misham, Panahoda, Panaziva, Panahadra, as Rashi quotes by Yaakov Avinu. Says the Grah, that's what the Torah uses, Vayetze, and that's how Rashi says what he says. There must have been a whole parade going out to greet Yisroh. That's why the Torah uses Vayetze Moshe, because he must have made a mark when he went out, and then if he goes out, Aaron goes out, Vachulu, and everyone follows him. So that's the Grah four and a half. We should all be Zochet to children who are learning Chomish at four and a half as well. Good. Now let's get into the Parsha. Perak now go back to the beginning. 
So Yisro brings Moshe, his wife and kids, and the Eshneva Neha, Asher Shemo Echad Gershom, Omar Gerha Yisi Beretz Nachria. The first one was named Gershom, where we had a story earlier about Moshe's sons relating to the Brismila, not 100% clear in the Mefarshim. The Torah doesn't say which son was the one that he didn't give Brismila to. Either way, they're listed here. First one is Gershom, Veshemo Echad Eliezer, Kielokea Vibe Ezri, Vayatsi Lady Michaira Paro. First one is Gershom, because I came to live in a strange land. I came to Midian, I was all alone. So he named his son Gershom. The second son, Eliezer, because Hashem saved me from the sword of Paro. As the Medrash tells us earlier, that he was going to be killed, but his neck was hardened and he was able to run away. Ask the Chavetz Chaim a simple question. Aren't the sons out of order? The names of the sons? What happened first? Gershom, ki Omar ger hayisi baris Because I came to Midian, I was a strange stranger in a strange land. That's Gershom. Eliezer, Elokeya mi be'ezri, Hashem help me. Where did Hashem help me? In Mitzrayim. Hashem help me in Mitzrayim. Be'ez leni mi'chera paro. Rashi quotes, Kishegilu dasan va'aviram al dvar ha'mitzri. When dasan and aviram told over that Moshe Rabbeinu killed the Mitzri. Remember, we spoke about this a few weeks ago when we spoke about how Moshe Rabbeinu had a karasat toe for the dirt. And that's why he couldn't do the makav kinim, even though it didn't really help him so much. A little while later, he was found out. And they said it over anyway, but he still had a karasat toe for the, for the ground, even though it was for a temporary time. But Rashi quotes, for Dustin and Avirim revealed to the Mitzri, So his neck became a, like a slab of marble, the sword didn't work. Moshe was able to run out. So he asked the Chavetz Chaim a simple question. Source number two. If we're going in order, the first Pasuk should be Eliezer. The first son should be Eliezer. First he was saved from Paro. And then he came to Midian. Gershom, Says the Chavetz Chaim. It must be that Moshe Rabbeinu Bedafka Right when he got to Midian, he needed to name his son Gershom. He needed that. He wanted to do that. Why? Lefi, similar question, by the way, is to ask about Ephraim and Menashe. Not for now, but also the order of, the, of the, those names. Lefi Sheba, Eishiba, Moshe, Yisrael, Adayin, Yisrael, Gayer. When Moshe came to Midian, Yisrael was not a tzaddik yet. He was not Jewish yet. Maybe he never met a Jew before. So he was not this guy here. And Moshe was invited in, and all of a sudden he goes into Yisrael. This was the Kohen Midian. This is the, the, the high priest of all the Oldi And Moshe heard, Yisrael probably told him about every Avodah in the world that he tried. Right? He wasn't, it wasn't Yisrael Chosein Moshe yet, when he first went to Midian. Right, only later. Only later. Originally, he did not know. And Moshe was nervous. Moshe gets to Midian. He's in a strange land. He's in a strange house. He has nobody there. I need to do something right now to make sure that I remember that I am a Gerha Yisibaret Nachriya. I don't want to forget that. I don't want that to rub off. 
שלא יימו ממייסה, ולכן קרשים בנו הראשון גרשום, כי גר הייסי, כלומר לקבוע בנפשו, to remind himself, כי פה בארץ, הוא רק בבחינת גר בארץ נכריה. We are just a stranger. And we need to keep the feeling of being a stranger. I'm going to go back to my roots. This is not my roots. I need to feel uncomfortable here. One of the Hasidim once went to one of, his, one of the Rebbes and said, Rebbe, I have to go on a trip. I have to go into such and such a city. Is it okay? I have to go for business. The Rebbe says, yes, okay, but make sure you, you stay strong and you're Kovea Itim Bechulu. And the first time he goes there and there, he sends a letter back to his Rebbe. Rebbe, I'm very uncomfortable. I don't like it here. It's, I have nobody. I'm just by myself. I'm like, Rebbe's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's good. It's good. Stay there. You're doing fine. You're being mechazek. The second letter, the third. By the fourth letter, he writes back to his Rebbe, Rebbe, I'm, I'm used to it. Baruch Hashem. It's fine. It's wonderful. I'm great. I'm comfortable now. The Rebbe says, you have to leave. You have to come back. Why? Ger ha Once we get comfortable... In the Eretz Nachria. So then we have to start worrying about where we are. Moshe Rabbeinu, right when he got to Midian, his first, not right when he got to Midian, when his first son was born, he has to name him out of order. Yes, I have to give a thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That'll be my next son. But the first son, I want to remember that this is, I'm just traveling through. This is not my ultimate goal. V'asid l'ashuv lim karo toshav. Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us when we go into Gaulus, when we're in a strange land, we have to put up reminders for ourselves that we are in a strange land and this we're only traveling through. This is not the goal where we need to be. And the Chavetz Chaim even himself gives a mashal, besides the story that we just mentioned. A person goes to the shuk. He goes traveling because he's going to set up shop in the marketplace. He has customers that he wouldn't be able to receive in his own town. So he goes out, goes to a place. What happened if it's the busiest day? It's Monday, Thursday. And he's busy and he's selling and the customers are there and he's, and he's running back and forth. What if somebody comes to him at that moment and says, brings him a newspaper and says, you, you got to read this. you got to read this. It's a great story. What would, what would the response be? I can't right now. I'm busy. I have a limited amount of time here. And then I'm going back home. And then I'm leaving. I need to use every precious moment that I have to make the sale. If I don't, if I don't right now, I, I can't. I can't. I'll read the paper next year. When I go back. This vendor will scream at the guy, like, leave. What are you doing to me? You're causing me a loss. Time is money. Right, you're taking away time from me. I left my house. I left my home. I left everything. I came here for, to, to bring back valuables. And every moment that I don't use properly here, it's, it's, it's lost forever. I came here from very far away. And you're telling me to lose this time? Says the Chavetz Chaim, as we could all realize, This is a mashal for life. Mashal for life. We're put down in a strange world, like Moshe was in Midian. There are a lot of mafriim. There are a lot of 
items, situations that, and every generation has their own situations that try to bring me away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaNefesh Mushav HaLamala, Bitzurachayim, our ultimate home is in Shamayim. This Olam, as it says in Perkei Yavos, is a prisdar, it's just a hallway. We're going back. Right, we're going back to the place under the Kisi HaKavod. Umi Kisi HaKavod Chutzvah. We say it every morning. The Neshama HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Tahorahi. Right, Hashem gave it to us. We're going to give it back. He's going to be back to us in the future. Now we're here for a little bit of time. We're in the marketplace. We're in the market right now. So we have to make sure that we, we do all the sales that we need to do and we buy everything that we need to buy. And what happens? The Eight Sahara comes. And he tries to say that this is the place, relax, read the newspaper, and do something else. Now folks, I'm just, that's his marshal. Time. Time is not the most valuable of commodities. We have to turn to him and says, you know why I came so far? Millions and billions of miles? You can't even talk in miles. It's qualitative. It's not quantitative. Moshe Rabbeinu realized it. Moshe said, my first son is going to be Gershon. Ger Hayisi Beretz Nachria. I don't want to be influenced by those around me. I want to be Mashpia and not Mushpa. And eventually Yisro was Mushpa and Moshe was the Mashpia. And it didn't happen the other way. That's what the Chavetz Chaim tells us why the sons are out of order. And also related to this, so we have the story about the, the Chassid and the Rebbe, and we have the story about the mushal of the person coming to the marketplace. And finally, we just have one quote in the Pniniyat Torah. Quote this idea from the Chavetz Chaim, and then they quote uh, just a quote from Dessler. Dessler, the Mashkiach, Panovich, before that in England. Shaliva Pamach, and one time one of his Talmidim was leaving, and he was accompanying him a little bit away from the yeshiva. And he was going, he was leaving. They come to the train station. Source number three. The Talmud says to Rav Dessler and says, Please, Rabbi, give me a bracha. Uh, please, please, just a bracha. I know you're not that kind of Rav, but please. Bracha any Rabbi. Said Rav Dessler, I give you from the bottom of my heart. You should, you should be b'menucha on your travels. You should, have a, you, should have a, you should have a good trip. The Talmud turns to the Rebbe and says, that's it? Just a good trip? That's all you're wishing me? That's it? That's going to be it for, for a few hours? Just a good trip? Rav Dessel says, you don't understand what my bracha. Life is a trip. You should have a good trip. You should have a mutzlach life. It's all a trip. It's all we're going towards the destination. Right? We ask our parents, are we there yet? Are we there? HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows when we get there. But says Rav Dessler, that's the greatest bracha that I could give you. You should have a tzlacha in your derech. You should have a tzlacha in Achein b'rachticha l'kol chayecha kavanati aita l'nesiah hanemsheches b'meshach kol My bracha is the real trip. The real trip that we're all traveling through. Hanesiah l'krat olam haba when we get to the troklin, when we get to the hall, not the hallway, the hall where the celebration is. That's the bracha that Rav Dessler gave. You know, we all we all have to say tefillah haderach all the time, according to this. Not just actual tefillah haderach. We all davening is tefillah haderach. Right, everything we do is tefillah haderach. We need a lot of siyata deshmaya to have success on our journey. Good. Moving right along. 
Perakutes, continue, Yisro, Yisro's advice, which we've spoken about in past years. But now we go to Perakutes. Maimon Arsina. Bachodesh Ashlishi Lites Bnei Salomei Eretz Mitzrayim. In the third month, Sivan, they come to Midbar Sinai. Vayisomir feed them, they left for feed them, they came to Midbar Sinai. Vayichat Shomisol Neged Ahar. They encamped at the mountain, as Rashi quotes, Ishachad Velevechad. We spoke about that last week, which is the order. Ishachad Velevechad, Velevechad, Ishachad. And Moshe goes up to the mountain. Moshe goes up to Akadish Baruch Hu. Vayikra Elav Hashem and Ahar Mar. Hashem calls him and says, Pasach Gimel. Ko Tomar Lebet Yaakov. Tell base Yaakov and B'nai Yisrael. What's the double Lashon? So you might have just said, it's all Chal Yisrael, two different Lashonos. But Chazal pick up on the difference. Alluded to not only in the difference in base Yaakov and B'nai Yisrael, but even in the verbs. Tomar and Tagayit. What's the difference? Haggadah is a harsher term. Lahagid. Tomar is softer. So what's the difference? So Rashi quotes, we know, Kosomar, Lebeit Yaakov, Elu Hanashim. This is referring to the women. Tomar Lohem Balashen Racha. There, be a little softer. Softer tongues with the women. V'takeh Lebnei Yisrael. Men, give it to them. Odshim V'dikdukim. Piresh L'Zacharim. Dvar Makashim Kegidim. And it gives, like a hard sinew. So, the women first, Softer sense and the men second in a in a harsher sense. Question: Why the women first? Why did Hakadosh Baruch Hu have Moshe Rabbeinu tell the following message to the women first? This isn't this isn't Matan Torah. My Sinai itself that was all of Chayyim at the same moment. We all heard it as we'll talk about Bezrim soon. But this is the introductory remarks where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I carry you out of Egypt and you have to be Ramachas Kohen and Mekai Kadosh. You have to agree to that and once you agree to that then we can we could continue with Maimon Arsinai. So that message was first given to the women. Ask the Rishonim. Why the women first? Why the women first? So a couple of approaches. Two, the second one expanded upon a little bit. The Moshev's Kainin, the Baalei Atosvos, the commentary on Chumash, source number four, Moshe Kainim quotes this, Hikshar Arimi Orleans, one of the great Bali Tosvas that we know from Gemara. Lama Zachu Nashim Lahagid Lachem Tchila. Why the women first? So he quotes one idea. An amazing Madrash, Vitiris, not a well known Madrash. Mi Yagala Afar Me'enir Abinu Moshe Minarvona. It's a Lashon of saying, Ah, oh, I wish I could talk to this Rabbi Moshe. He was passed away already. So that's the Lashon used. Mi Yagala Afar. Halavai, the dirt should be taken off. Meaning, he should tchiyas ha-mesim. Shehaya she darshin the following. Bizchusa shalea zachu tchila ledibor. Bizchus lea imenu, the women were zoche. Why? What's lea imenu? Shehaisa nosenis aliba, nuchla shel zahav. Lea had a certain type of brooch, a certain piece of jewelry, made out of gold, that she wore everywhere. Ubach chakuk Torah tziva lanu Moshe Morashaki las Yaakov. I, the Torah wasn't given yet. The message. She had some message about reminding her of Ruchnius, reminding her of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. She kept it on her brooch out of gold. 
Uba haisahoge yom balayla. Every free moment that she had, she looked at it. The gold. Lachain ene lea rachos mizaharurish shel zahav. Why do we learn in Sefer Precious that her eyes were were soft? Rashi the Chazal. Rashi quotes the Chazal. She was crying. She thought she'd marry Esav. There's a different shot. No, no, no. She was staring at this gold, golden reminder. So many times, so her eyes it affected her eyes. Her children, because of this focus that Leah had, Maimed Harsina later on in history, the women came first. Leah was always focused on Ruchnius. Do you have to take it literally? It was gold. It sounds that way because it affected her eyes, according to Miriam Orleans. But says the Moshe of Zkanim, Maimed Harsina connects to the Imahus, connects to Leah. Which sometimes we think about the one, the Leah that was forlorn, Leah that was not the Ahuva, Leah that was second fiddle. But there's so much about each of the Imahos as we've spoken about. But right here, the Moshe of Canaan tells us something major. Leah was the reason the women heard first in the introductory remarks before Maimed Arsina. One idea. And then we have a second idea from Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai tells us. Why? Number one, he says, Maybe, he says, sometimes women have more difficulty focusing. Depends who you are, some women, some men, but he says maybe, in a certain sense. But we're going to focus on his second answer. Shehaisha hatova, he siba latora. Shehiyacholo lahamshiches benola beis hamedrish lefishehi mitzuya babayis. The women are the ones that create the environment in the home, and as Klal Yisrael, on a global level, are having their home created. They're in the birthing process. This is the final stage of of the home, right? We have Yitzias Mitzrayim. Now we have Maimon Arsina. We're getting the Torah. As the national home is built, the women are first. The women are primary, the Akeres Abayas. And that's why the women had it to hear him. Of a certain type of motherly instinct and connection that the mother has to her children. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, this is why, just like in every home, the father might be the teacher, but the woman creates the environment. Musa Ravicha, but Torah Simecha. Torah Imecha. Because it's the connection of the Torah. V'lachain, and therefore, since a woman has such power, says Rabbeinu Bachai, 800 years ago, Re'uya Ha'ishel Hispala L'Shem Yisbarach B'Shaz Ha'lakas Nershel Shabbos. The minute of women, the righteous women throughout the generations, that they say a special tefillah, b'shas hadlakas neiros, goes back because they were the they were the, the basis by Maimon Ar Sinai, and throughout history they have a special nitiya to be able to affect both nat- naturally and me'alateva in koach hatefillah their children. She mitzvah mutelas aleha. She itin lo Hashem bonim meirim batora. Right, bezakeni lekabel shabbosos. Right, and to be zocha to have the children. Ki atfila yoser nishmas b'shas asiyas ha mitzvah. 
based on the Gemara. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, she is the Akaris Avaya, she's the driving force. She was the one that Akadosh Baruch Hu wanted to have spoken to first before Maimon Harsinai, Hadlakas Neiris. I gave you in the Otsvah Torah in source number six, many stories, some well known, about they once brought the Chafetz Chaim, the Tehillim of his mother. The Tehillim of his mother. And when he saw it, he burst out into tears. He says, you don't understand how much Tehillim my mother said. You don't understand. Every free moment she was cooking in the kitchen, right, she had five minutes, she ran into her chair, said Tehillim. She said to him over and over and over again. So her son will be a, an okay Jew? Sifra Pampito, the daughter of the Chavetz Chaim, spoke about, about her grandmother. She wasn't a, a miracle worker. She wasn't Zochet to the Chafetz Chaim as a son. Mechulelis, Neflos, Mephorsemis. No. I remember people used to come to her and say, how are you Zochet to the Chafetz Chaim? And she said, you throw mayor. No, no, I don't. That's what she said. Ubikshu lishos imo shal gadol ador b'men zochta l'ben sh'yoyris eni ha'olam. She said, I didn't do anything. Well, tell me something, tell me something. She's like, I don't do anything. I just daven a lot. I say Tehillim a lot in my free time. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, it goes back to Maimon Harsina. The koach of the women too affect the children both consciously and also just davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Seemingly an even stronger and closer connection that a father could have. The special schoola that a mother's tefillah, that a mother's tears can have, it's all through the sedurim, it's all through the, it's all through the tehillah. And a couple of other stories mentions, and the, I quote the story about Rashi at the, at the end, Rashi's father, Rashi's mother, but it's the koach, one can generalize this for parents. Parents have a tremendous chiv, not only parenting, a lot of parenting is out of our control, but one thing is in our control, and that is davening. Davening for Atzlacha and Nachas that our children should bring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is something within our control. Two ideas why Beis Yaakov is before B'nai Yisrael. Moving right along. Something very interesting. Maimad Sinai. The Gemara tells us in Shabbos, on Daf Pezayin, you have it in the beginning of source number 8. The Gemara tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu enacted three laws on his own. Three laws, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not tell him, but he did it himself. Did it himself. After he did the laws, Hashem gave him a shkayach. Hashem agreed. His schema, Hashem was masking. What three laws? What did Moshe do by himself? Three things. Number one, number one, he delayed Maimon Harsinai by a day. He was Mosif Yom Echad. Amazing. The entire history was waiting for this day. We'll talk about this more soon. Moshe Abedo says, push it off a day. It's going to be Shabbos, it's not going to be Friday. Pushed it off a day. One, one thing Moshe did. Number two, Piresh Min Ha'isha. He separated from his wife. He decided. He realized. No, HaKadosh Baruch Hu could talk to me at any moment. That's what I have to do. Hashem didn't tell him to do that. 
And number three, Shiber HaSaluchos. He broke the Luchos. Hashem did not tell him that. Hashem just said, Raid Shichei Samcha. Moshe went down and broke the Luchos by all three. Kodesh Baruch was Maskev. Where did Moshe get this from? Moshe did it himself. Wonderful. Where did Moshe get this from? So the Gemara says that he made certain drashos. Let's do the first one on line four. My Darish. How did Moshe Rabbeinu know to add on a day before Maimon Harsinai? Says the Gemara. Because what did Hashem tell him? The Kidashtim Hayom Umachar. Sanctify, meaning have B'nai Yisrael say Tahar. Husband and wife shouldn't be together. Today and tomorrow. Moshe says, today and tomorrow, it sounds like two days to us. No. Today must be like tomorrow. Just like tomorrow is including the previous night, so to today must be including the previous night. But last night already happened, so it must not include today. So it must be not including today. Hayom must be tomorrow, and Machar must be the next day. Okay, Moshe made a drasha. Hayom compared to Machar. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mosque. Simple question. Fascinating question that Rabbi Cooperman asks in his Sefer here, Kedushas Pshuto Shol Mikra. I didn't see this question anywhere else. Moshe Rabbeinu, a double question. Moshe Rabbeinu made a drusha. What was he making a drusha with? He didn't have the Torah yet. Maimon Harsinai didn't happen yet. He was making a, a, a heckish, smichas ha-milim, right? The two words. The two words of What? There was no Torah. Nothing was written down. Maimon Arsina didn't happen yet. And Moshe Rabbeinu is making drushes? What is he darshaning? Hashem gave him a see. He's darshaning Hashem's words. Hashem told me this. We make. We have Yudgim Omidos. We have drushes Chazal. The Koch the darshan of Gzeir Shava, of Hekish, of Smuchin, of, of many different tools. When we have a, a when we have a cloth in front of us, Chazal looked at the Torah and they darshaned it. Moshe Rabbeinu here makes a drasha before the Torah was given. What is he darshaning? Question one, unbelievable question. Question two, okay, he makes the drasha. However, he made the drasha wonderful. He made the drasha. What does the Gemara have to say? Hakadosh Baruch Hu was masking. But for every drasha, Chazal, you need a haskam of Hashem. You need a stamp of approval. What, every time Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakra made a takana, Zechel HaMikdash, we have to shake a little of seven days. Does the Gemara say, Hizkim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Maskim. Nowhere else, only here. Why did Moshe need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Haskama? Moshe is the Gadol Adar. He has the power to make laws. So, Mimanashach, how did he make the drasha in the first place? There was no Torah yet. And once, however, he made the drasha, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu have to be masking and say, yes, I agree? Says Riff Cooperman, just to see the questions, turning the page for a minute. Line six. Vimishal HaShoel, Madua Zunikra Midaito. And also, why is it called personal? It was a drasha. Every time that we make a drasha, every drasha that Chazal give, right? They have to have askama. No, no, they don't. So what's happening here? Says Rav Cooperman. Both questions, or really, one question really answers the other question. Moshe Rabbeinu 
was dictated the Torah by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he was going to be the first Sofer. He was going to write it down. <laughs> Moshe was the transition. He represented the tool, the mechanism of transition from, it's fascinating, he doesn't say these words, but I'm just formulating like this, first came Torah Shebaal Peh from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which Moshe put into Torah Shebaal Saf. And then obviously we had what we call Torah Shebaal Peh. Moshe took the words of God and committed them to writing. So he gave it the status of Torah Shebaal Saf, Kedusha Saf. So when did it get the status of Torah Shebaal Only after Moshe wrote it? No, this was the transition. Moshe was the transition figure. Line 21. Al karchenu lomar. Shedarkas Moshe Rabbeinu b'matat Torah ha'isa kazos. Shem kabolas divrei ha-Torah. Mipiv shal ha-Karish Baruch Hu. Yodahu b'darko ha-ilai u'lechalek. Et tochan ha-Tvaram b'inak. B'ksav b'in ba'peh. He is creating what is Torah Shebaal and what he's going to leave out. What's going to be Torah Shebaal Peh? All the Allah HaMoshim Yisinais are not meant to be written down. And all the other Torah, Torah Shebaal Peh. But this was what Moshe was doing. So you know, how, how can you make a drasha? Because to him, it kind of, in a quasi way, had the status of Torah Shebaal already. Because that's what he was going to do. That's what he personified. Torah Moshe. Zichru Torah Moshe Avdi. All of Sefer Nevi'im end off. And the Malachi. But because Moshe Rabbeinu had that element about him, he can make the drasha. He can make a drasha. It wasn't purely if a Navi later on in history hears the words of Hashem, your Miyoa Navi is not allowed to darshan the words that Hashem tells him. Makes a drasha. Makes a Xerah Shava. Makes a Hekish. And what Hashem told him, no. No. Also because, and this fits in, that all other Navim didn't have the clarity of vision. That Moshe Rabbeinu had. Only Moshe Rabbeinu was pal pal daber bo. Only Moshe Rabbeinu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, spoke directly with when he was awake. So Moshe Rabbeinu gave it the status of Torah Shemichsav. That's why he was able to darshan. But because it wasn't normal Torah Shemichsav, it was a little risky. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu had to be masked because it wasn't a regular drasha. Drashas Chazal, based on the text, okay, Rabbanan do, could do, they have the power to do what they want, right? Based, they're steeped in, in Torah and they've dedicated their lives, they have Koach in the days of the Tanam Yamarab to make Drashas Chazal. But Moshe Rabbeinu, because it was still amorphous, because it didn't fully have the status of Ksav yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to give his stamp of approval afterwards. So it became Ksav. How could he make it? Because he gave a Ksav, but because it wasn't fully yet, that's why he had to have a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Haskama in order, to, in order to give him the stamp of approval. That's part one. Part two of the, of the thought, and that's relating to the first, again, Dibur. Hosef Yomecha, first din that Moshe Rabbeinu added on. Hosef Yomecha Midaito. Okay, let's take a step back for a minute. It's a separate thought. Moshe Rabbeinu made a drasha, wonderful. But you know what he's doing in effect? Moshe Rabbeinu making this, this drasha's chazal, darshing, and what's the drasha? Well, today, you, for a halachic day, you need the night before the day. And because now, I should speak to me during the day, you know, I'm going to push it off a day. What is Moshe pushing off? 
He's not just pushing off any appointment. He's pushing off an appointment regarding the destiny of the world. Yom Hashishi! What does Rashi say back in Precious? The whole world wasn't solidified until Klal Yisrael accepted the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu was taking his chances. What? Why did he think that he could push it off? Okay, he made the drasha. But as of Cooperman, now continuing, line 33. After everything we've done. On a hashkafic level. We ask, did he not know? Did he not realize that he's pushing off the greatest of events? The entire history of the world is totally on this sixth day of Sivan. As we know, the Gemara tells us. But Matzav Shekazel, line 39. The world needs this. We've been waiting for this so many generations. Shouldn't you do it as quickly as you can? Push it off a day? Says Rav Kuberman, maybe this is based on, we've had a Hashkafic point, so now we get into a Halachic point. Nira Lavaris Inyan Kidala Kaman. Let me explain. Yadu it is known. When it comes to all other nations of the world, the night follows the day. Night follows the day. You have the daytime, and then the nighttime afterwards. That's the, that's what they hold. Day and night. That's talking about by, by Noah. By B'nai Yisrael, the sunset before, the night before. You know what Moshe Rabbeinu was doing? He was in a, he had a, he was in a conundrum. He had, a, he had difficulties. He didn't know what to do. Why? Well, we're about to get the Torah. We're about to become Avde Hashem. Are we Jewish yet? I don't know. We're going to become Jewish tomorrow. Are we Jewish yet? Super B'nai Noach? Moshe Rabbeinu says, up until this point in history, I knew day and the night. But the purpose of creation of Klal Yisrael is to have Ayyera Vayivoker. Says Moshe Rabbeinu to himself, I can't mess this up by Vayivoker as we prepare ourselves to become Jews. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I have to be Machmer, I have to make sure of Ayyera Vayivoker. Specifically, this is a reflection of what the difference, a major difference between the Jewish calendar and the non-Jewish calendar. Erev Avoker. That's why Moshe says, this is, this is, this is crucial. I have to add on an extra day. Lachemai at the end, Hayabarur Lamoshe. It was clear. Sheish Lafarish Hayom Lelo Imo. Kamo Machar. And a Kaddish was Maskim. Maskim shehatzharas nasev v'nishma v'lo etzem mata nasev z'dibas hi asher kavas ha'ma'avar mi ben Noach ha'bnei Yisrael. Once they said nasev v'nishma, they became avde Hashem. But again, he needed Hakadosh Baruch Hu's haskama for this. But that's why this was not just a detail of Laila uh, imo, but this is a reflection of a major difference of the transition that Klal Yisrael are going through 
pre and post Maimon Harsinai. Okay. Yom Hashishi, right. It's like, wait, well, I, Yom Hashishi, but Moshe Rabbeinu, they didn't know that. That's only backwards. Right? He, Kodesh Baruch Hu, if Moshe wouldn't have done it, it would have been Chamishi. So maybe it would have been Yom HaChamishi in the, in my Sabratius. Whatever the case may be, we're working backwards. We know Yom Hashishi because it's Vav Sivan. We would have worked it out. It's a good point, but, um, but Kodesh Baruch that's only with hindsight. That's why we, that's why we use that. Right? The Chazal wrote it after it took place already on Yom Hashishi, Vav Sivan. Good. We continue. The Pasuk preceding Maimon Harsinai. Vayedaber Elokim Pasuk Perekhaf is called Hadvarim Ha'ela Lemar. Hashem says all these Dvarim. Right? The Aseris Hadvarim. They're not called Dibros here. The Aseris Hadvarim. We spoke about, I think, five years ago, the parallel between the five and the five. In the Torah, it's just ten. It's just ten. The Midrashim have five and five. There are a lot more words in the first five than there are in the last five. But Chazal have it, so we spoke about the Me'iri, one is parallel to six, two and seven, three and eight, etc. But we have in the Torah, we have all ten. Aseris Adibros. Hashem said all these things saying. What is that last word teaching us? Hashem said all of these Dvarim Lamar. Where is Lamar usually used? Hashem says the Moshe saying, Lamar usually means I'm telling you to tell somebody else. Lamar, saying. That's where it's used 99% of the time in the Torah. Hashem tells Moshe to tell B'nai Yisrael. Hashem tells Aaron to tell B'nai Yisrael. Lamar. What's the Lamar here? Everybody's listening. The whole world hears it. Lamar. Who's being told something to tell somebody else? We know. We were all there. That's the question of the Meshachach. What is that Lamar? Says the Meshachachma, let's read a Rambam. Very important Rambam to learn either Parshas Yisro or Parshas Zoyas One of the two. We've never done it before, so it's about time. Hilchas Yisodei Torah. Says the Rambam in source number 11. Moshe Rabbeinu lo ha'aminu bo Yisrael mipnei ha'oso she'asa. The Bnei Yisrael did not believe in Moshe because of the miracles that he did. If somebody believes based on miracles, that's not a true emuna. People could do miracles with sleight of hand or even through kishuf, through dark forces. Ella, Kala Osos, Moshe did miracles. But that's not where, that's not why B'nai Yisrael believed in him. He did them for the need. Maybe we needed some miracles in order to get us over the hump in Mitzrayim. We were very upset, we were depressed. So Moshe did a couple to make us believe him a little bit, but that's not true, Emunah. Those miracles did not prove that he was a Navi. He didn't, that's not the reason that the Mitzrayim sunk. He, he split the sea. Right? We were thirsty. We were hungry. So he gave us the man. We were thirsty. He, see, he hit the rock. Korach argued. 
He performed, uh, he opened up the ground. All the miracles were based on a need. What was the ultimate emuna? When did we have the final step? It started at Vayaminu Bashemu Vamoshe Avdo. Started at Kriyas Yamsuf, but it wasn't complete. It wasn't full till six weeks later. Ubameha Aminu Bo Bimaimet Harsinai. Sheinenu Ra'u Velozar. The Aznenu Shamu Velo Acher. Our eyes saw, our ears heard. We are the only religion on the books that started in public. Right? We're the only religion that's provable. Right? The other great religions of the world, as they are called, started with one person, an individual. Great, wonderful. So that's not provable. Am Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu started Yahadus in public. Every Jew, two million people. What happened there? Love? We heard God. Speaking with Moshe. Moshe, Moshe. We witnessed and we heard HaKadosh Baruch Hu's relationship with Moshe. That was why we had a Muna. That's why there's an Animamin about Moshe Rabbeinu. Not because of the miracles that he did. How do you know that? It's a Pasuk in this week's parsha. The Pasuk says, Hashem says, Eternal truth, that I'm coming to you in the thickness of the cloud, so that they will overhear me talking to you. Here's the Le'olam. Started by Aminu Bashem Moshe Avdo. But this passage, our parasha says, they believe in Moshe Rabbeinu because of Maimed Ar Sinai. Michlau, the fact that Moshe is told this by Hashem now, implies, Shekodem davar zeh lo ha'aminu bo ne'emanus, shehi omedes la'olam. Elo ne'emanus, sheish achareha hirhur u'machshava. Before this moment in time, it wasn't permanent, it wasn't eternal. Only Maimed Har Sinai brought Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah, and who he was on a permanent basis. Says the Meshachachma. Let's get back to our question. Hashem spoke all these words saying, who are we supposed to, who's being told to tell somebody? Everybody was there. <coughs> Says the Meshachachma. This is not like, this is the only Lamar of its kind in the entire Torah. Right, at the Shabbos table of the Shabbos, start off with a question. Ask the Shabbos table. Why is this Lamar different than every other one in the Torah? Right, the answer is because nobody's being told that to tell somebody else in that generation. He's speaking to the entire Jewish people. And he quotes the Rambam. The reason that we believe is not because of the miracles, but it is because... 600,000 men, 2 million people witnessed at that time. And he quotes the part of the Ram that, that we didn't read. What's the Lamar? Lamar is for each 
from that generation on in every generation. Tell over the experience of Maimad Sinai. Give over the Eishat Torah, the warmth of Sinai, the fire of Sinai. Give it over, Lamar, to future generations because you know what? You're able to give it over because you, Am Yisrael, saw it. Every neshama was there. It's not just a something that has to be proven. It was witnessed. Lamar, every parent has to give over the Harsinai experience to their child. The Ramban even says, it's a mitzvah, say the rice every day, saying Berchaz Torah every day. is about remembering Harsinai every single day of our life. That's the Lamar. Not to tell somebody in that generation, but to tell somebody in the future as it carries down. Okay, once we're on the Meshachachma page, once the Sefer was open, we're going to do the very next Meshachachma, which came up in the Dafyomi a couple of weeks ago. There's a Gemara Masech Shabbos, which does not seem so exciting until we read the words of the Meshachachma. Every piece of Gemara could, you just got to find the right commentary on the piece of Gemara. And come out, every line could, could be exciting in some way. Says the Meshachachma, says the Gemara. The Gemara tells us in Masech Shabbos on Dav Kufches that the word Anochi, the first word in the Aseris Adibros, is really Rashi Tevos. It's an acronym. What is it Rashi Tevos for? Amira Neima Ksiva Yehiva. Amira Neima, a beautiful, a sweet Amira. Sweet words were said. Ksiva, written down, Yehiva, it was given. Hashem said it, it was written down, it was given. That's Anochi. Amira Neima Ksiva Yehiva. Wonderful. Ika Amri. The next line of the Gemara says, Anochi Lemafreya. You could also darshan it backwards. The Rashi Tevis could be backwards. What's backwards? Yehiva Ksiva Ne'eman and Imre. Yehiva was given over the Ksiva, the, the, the written word. Ne'eman and Imre. Hashem's Ma'amar, his speech is true. Okay, you read this Gemara. You don't get so excited. You move on. There's a lot of Masech Shabbos that's very exciting. This is Rashi Tevis. Is there a Machlokas here? What's the message? What's the Gemara trying to tell us? <coughs> Anochi, backwards, forwards. Says the Meshachachma, this Machlokas here relates to a major Machlokas elsewhere in Shas, which has to do with our Parsha. There is a major historical Machlokas. It's a Machlokas in Metzias. And we're going to know that the Heri Yibana Beis HaMikdash will know the answer. It's a historical Machlokas. How exactly was the Torah given after Maimon Arsinai? And Maimon Arsinai, Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Luchos, and after 40 days, three times, on Yom Kippur, he came down with the Luchoshniyas, 120 days later, and Moshe Rabbeinu, the rest of the Torah, up until Yisro, was also written at that time. Through Mishpatim. Mishpatim is also Maimon Arsinai. What about the rest of the Torah? What about the story of Korach? When was that written? When was Paraduma written down? When was the entire Torah after Maimon Arsinai written down? That's a machlokas. Machlokas in Masechus, Gitin Daf Samach. Im, Megillah Megillah Nitna. Was the Torah written down piecemeal? After every story happened, Moshe wrote it down. Little by little by little, until Arvos Moab, he finished it off. Maybe he wrote the last day Pesukim, maybe he didn't. Machlokas, but piecemeal. O Torah Chasuma Nitna. Or no, 
There were two times the Torah was written. Part one was at Maimon Sinai. Nothing else was written down until the end. Chasuma Nitna. Megillah, Megillah, Nitna. Machlokas. Very interesting. Machlokas. What the reasons are. You can look there and get in that Samach. Says the Meshachachma. That's what's going on here with Anochi. What? What's going on with Anochi? So he says, Uloman to Omar Megillah, Megillah, Nitna. According to the one who says that the Torah was written scroll by scroll, little by little. Zeh, that's the first day. Amira Neima. What does that mean? Shekol Amira Bifrat Ksiva. Amira Neima Ksiva. It was written down each one. And Yehivan was given to Kal Yisrael. That's it. It was written down each piece. It was written down even and given over. Moshe Kasval, Asefer B'tiyov, Yehivah L'Bnei Yisrael. V'limit Osama Torah. But, man da'amar Torah chasuma nitna. But according to the one who says that the Torah was chasuma. The Torah was written down. Boom. Yisrael. And then not again until the end. Zeh. So how do you learn that? Yehivah. Shenitna L'Bnei Yisrael. The first part was given. Right, Anochi, right, how does, it, how does it go backwards? Imre Ne'emanin, right, the true words, Ksiva, ye, no, I'm sorry, that's, that's the right way. The opposite way is Yehiva Ksiva. It was given, what was given over? The first part. Ksiva, and then the rest were written down much later. And even though there was a break, Ne'emanin Imre. Shenitna l'bnei Yisrael. Shetekev shenamra l'moshe mipiyakvura. Namra l'bnei Yisrael. Right away, Yehiva was given at the beginning. Kamo parshat nachlas b'nos lofchad. Tzitzis v'chulu. V'yacharei arboim shana k'siva. And the rest was after 40. V'yavol v'shenechtu v'acharei zman rav miyom shenamru b'mpiyakvura. Even though it was written down much later. Ne'emonin imre. So this machlokas which seems to just be a machlokas about Rashi Tevis. Oh, it's the same thing. It's just backwards. Says the Meshachachma, no. It's Machlokes, Megillah, Megillah Nitna, or Chasuma Nitna. Okay, let's end off with one final thought related to the experience of Maimon Arsinai. The Gemara tells us also, there in Mesecha Shabbos, in the Maimon Arsinai Gemaras, Shabbos, Pezayin, Peches, Petas, those three blot, the Gemara tells us in source number 14, Peches, Amad Bez, Amr Abshua Ben Levi, line 5, Kol dibur v'dibur sheyatsa mipiyakadish baruchu yatsa nishmasan shel Yisrael. After each dibur, we died. We died. We we couldn't. The experience of hearing God's voice is not humanly possible. Besides Moshe Rabbeinu, and therefore we died. Shenamar nafshi yatsab v'dabro. So ask the Gemara, how many times could a person die? If we die after the first Dibra, so how are we, how do we die again? Right? We're not cats. Right? How, how would we, what happened? Hech Kiblu? Horid Tal. Hashem sent down a special dew. She'asid lahachyos bo'mesim. The dew that Trias HaMesim is going to take place with Hashem sent down that dew to be mechaya us. The hechia osam. Shenemar geshem nedavos tanif alehem nachalascha v'nelot atochonanta. The Kodesh Baruch Hu sent down the special dew to 
be mechayas. And then Rav Shimon Levi also says, Kodibur v'dibur sheyaz v'yakadosh baruchu by every dibur chaz v'yisrael acharein. Not only did we did we die, even when we were right, maybe we flew back twelve mil, and the malachim helped us come back. Okay, let's focus on the first chazal. Every dibur we died, Hakadosh Baruch Hu sent down the tau, and we came back to life. Ask the Ben Yehoyada a simple question. Ask the Ben Ishchai in his commentary. If Hakadosh Baruch Hu had special tau in order to be mechaya us and bring us back to life, so why did he just give us the tau beforehand so that we wouldn't die? Nothing's beyond Hashem. If he has a special potion in order to bring us back to life, so why didn't he just give us something beforehand so we wouldn't die? Ask the Ben Yehoyada. Makshim, second line. Amaylo nazalam koach me'ikara lizbol. V'lo yamusu, v'lo yitztarcho l'tel atachiyah. Says the Ben Yehoyada v'nir li'v'syata d'shmaya. As every answer he gives in his farm starts off with that. Everything's yata d'shmaya. Says the Ben Yoyada, Ki Ratza Lasos Triasa Mesim Bosa Shah, Shemakablim Toro Mitzvahs. At the beginning of our relationship with Hashem, when we first become Abde Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu already wanted us to believe and to know that there's something called Triasa Mesim. Right away you should know that it's not about this world. It's not about this existence. It's not about all the Olamazet only. Tchias HaMesim is part of the divine plan. And I want to tell you right now, as you're being born as a nation, this is the destiny. Right at the birth, we should know the destiny. That there's something that's going to be Tchias HaMesim. What's the greatest way to show Tchias HaMesim? To experience it. We experience Tchias HaMesim in Ma'abedar Sinai. U mitzvah, where it's underlined. Asalam Tchias HaMesim Kedesha Yedu. We have to realize this. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants us to know already the divine plan. Then he gets into a halachic discussion of the question of the chida and others. If we came back to life, did we have to get remarried to our wives? Right, were they were we Almanas and Almans at the time? Right, it did Rav Zera, who was killed by Rabbah at the Purim suit, they came back to life, did he, did he have to be Makadish's wife again? Okay, it's a little discussion that I gave you, fascinating for halacha, but not for now. Feel free to read the, the continuation. But the Ben Yoyada teaches us that already at the birth of our nation, we were told and informed and taught what the destiny of Klal Yisrael is about. We have to realize that Tchiyas HaMesim We've gone through. We have to realize that Maimon Arsini, we've gone through. And it's something that we each had our own personal Kabbalah Satora, as I'll pick Kabbalah, the Marshal writes in Masechus Babakama, why we always view, all of us view Torah from a different angle. Because we each had our own personal Kabbalah Satora at Arsina. We had our own pipeline connected to the, to the Hashras Hashchina that took place on Arsini. We should always be Zochet to try to fulfill, just like then our Neshamas had that Kabbalah Satora. Right, we're supposed to have Kabbalah Torah every day. That's why the date of Shavuos is not given in the Torah. The Bali Musr say, we should be Zochah to have a true Kabbalah Torah each day of our life. Okay, stop here.